Section 6 of A History of the Earthquake and Fire in San Francisco by Frank Aitken and Edward Hilton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 6 The Conquest The second day of the conflagration stole upon the city. The red glare paled slowly and grew yellow spectral flames of limpid ghastliness shot up in endless array from the fire zone overhead still hung the heavy smoke cloud lowering sullen all night the sweep of the fire had been widening everywhere the flames were spreading resistless all-powerful two immense conflagrations either of which was great enough to destroy a city were sweeping down the one upon the Mission District, the other upon Van Ness Avenue in the Western Edition. Chinatown, the St. Francis, the James Flood Building, block after block of retail business houses, hotels, and homes, had been the sacrifice of the night. Dawn brought no abatement. Ten blocks across, the fire roared down upon the Western Edition, powell street where it had been earlier thought the fire could be stopped had been added to the long list of important streets devastated by the flames it was recognized that nothing could be done to stem that awful tide until it reached van ness avenue which because of its great width would make a final stand possible come what might and whatever the cost every effort must lend itself to make van ness avenue the ultimate boundary of the fire and so the people were driven out and half a mile of close-built houses was abandoned to the burning while everywhere preparations were made for the last desperate fight early in the morning knob hill famed everywhere as the home site of some of the city's greatest pioneers was devastated the hill looks down precipitously toward the east from powell street and commands an exquisite view of the bay and straits the world has few such choice spots to offer in early days when it was far from the whirl and bustle of the growing city its slopes were chosen for the palaces of leland stanford mark hopkins james l flood and collis p huntington later the crocker mansions were added and later still came the Fairmont Hotel, on the very crest of the hill, towering as a guardian above the entire city, and overlooking the bay for miles. The immense caravansary was not fully completed, but had already become one of the crowning achievements of the West. The home of Mark Hopkins, which had been given to the University of California for an art institute and gallery, contained a number of the world's famous paintings, as well as statuary and bronzes of the finest, and represented in the West what the Metropolitan Museum in New York represents in the East. Students from all the coast cities attended its lectures and classes. When it was seen that there was no way to save it, a young officer impressed onlookers to help his small force in removing the more choice of the collection. No wagon could be had, whether for love or money, or upon requisition, many of the pictures were cut from their frames and rolled up thus a single man could carry several at a time out of harm's way but the time was too short and the heat grew too great to get all away 
the marble pieces were set out in the middle of the flood lawn as were many of the pictures also later when the fire came they were burned there the institute was given up the houses and the hotel were deserted what has been saved was a mere bagatelle to what was lost knob hill which for years had stood sacred to the exclusive and the elect became in its ruin no different than any other of the hills already devastated by the conflagration its majesty was no more its tradition a mere legend the officials were forced to abandon their temporary headquarters in the fairmont to which they had fled the previous afternoon in fancied security when the advancing fire drove them from the hall of justice what a transitory affair the city government had become determined to get beyond the possible reach of the flames in this latest move the mayor and his helpers established themselves in franklin hall on fillmore street a mile west of the fairmont skirting the far line where it was seen that the conflagration must be checked if anything of the city was to be saved the soldiers waited as a force in the field waits to be attacked the exhausted firemen lay down in the streets to gather strength for the last battle a few engines were there with fires lighted but burning low and in the street snaked idle hose a mile long their ends dipping into the street dynamite was brought loaded field guns were trained to rake the east side of the street everything was put in readiness and the siege begun it became chiefly a day of waiting the streets and open spaces beyond van ness were thronged some refugees were watching in lafayette square but mostly the people thereabouts were those who had been on the hills yesterday today drawn irresistibly back by the fascinating horror of it all there is something almost pleasant in looking at a monster soon the flames were racing down the western slope of knob hill racing across california street to meet the fire on the south racing pell-mell beyond sacramento street and back to the purlieus of the destroyed chinatown there was no wind to drive them and no man there to stay them they went where they wished spreading in all directions at once and making short work of the solid blocks of wooden buildings the people and the soldiers waited for them to reach van ness the firemen rested during this time the other conflagration a mile away was travelling toward the mission mowing down the buildings in its path with insatiable rapacity the various fires south of market had united and with unbroken front were sweeping on through streets and streets and streets until one grew tired of counting persistent hard work held them in check on one side along howard street where there were a few tanks and cisterns on the west they seemed certain to go as far as dolores at places the fire crept but slowly checked by vacant lots at twelfth and mission streets fully half a block was vacant near the valencia street powerhouse the neighborhood was sparsely built except where open spaces retarded it however the fire was quick in its work a note pinned under a doorbell on guerrero street told may that at two o'clock ethel had gone to bessie's on cap street 
three blocks away. At half-past two, Cap Street was burning. The railroad hospital at Mission and 14th, and the St. Francis Hospital nearby, were blown up, but without checking the flames. Extending out from here for a few blocks was the more densely populated portion of the Mission. Close-standing wooden houses and flats fed the flames in rapid succession. But as the fire neared 20th Street, it abated slightly, because of the wider spaces here and there between the houses, many of the individual owners having large lawns around their homes. The firemen had been fighting continuously from the first, fighting against hopeless odds, but dogged in their determination to leave nothing undone that their limited means would permit. Toward evening their strength failed them. They lay down in their tracks and gave it up, too weak to drive themselves to further effort. Meanwhile the other fire was nearing Van Ness, with the mad rush of a storm. It came on, and on, an angry, terrible power, before which men bowed their heads and trembled. The hours of waiting were over. The time of the battle had arrived. The cannon were unlimbered, dynamite charges were set, and soldiers, firemen, and volunteers went at the work of raising the buildings along the east side of the avenue, a long line of mansions, churches, and apartment houses. The fire was but three blocks away. A slight wind had sprung up from the west. The torch was applied, and backfires were started to meet the approaching conflagration. Soon all that lay between was a raging furnace. Perhaps never before had human eyes beheld such a sight as was seen by the people on the slopes beyond, as they looked across at the westerly side of Knob Hill and the level ground below, all in flames at once. Virtually all the district from which the people had migrated during the night, or had been driven in the morning, was ablaze, a flame-swept sea. The air for miles was stifling. The roar, as the billows of fire rose and fell, and leaped from house to house, from street to street, was terrific and ever there was a cracking and lashing of whip-ends overhead. In the morning it had been determined that the western addition should be saved at any cost. By night millions of dollars' worth of property lay low in ruin. The price had been paid, and what a price it was! It had been a magnificent spectacle, but one whose horror brought no fear to those who watched. They saw in it the end, the furthermost limit of the fire, and rejoiced that it had been checked. It was comforting to know that though the fire was at its worst, its progress had been stayed. Vain joy! For in the end it seemed that, after all, the fire was not stayed, that all that had been done had been without avail. Not even the width of Van Ness Avenue was a bar to the fierce heat of the conflagration. Along the west side of the avenue the houses were smoking. Firemen ran back into the crowds and called for volunteers. Men responded, and forcing their way through the cordon of soldiers, fought the flames with wet blankets and mops, and the little water that four engines were able to pump through the hose from Fort Mason. The spire of St. Mary's Cathedral began to smoke. 
then flames shot up nasty menacing tongues from the extreme point of the top the stream from the hose would not carry so far so men climbed the sheer tower and hanging on somehow chopped away the burning parts above then they stayed on the roof until the fire around subsided guarding the exposed woodwork with a zealous care smoke began to curl up from klaus spreckles's residence on the west side of van ness at sacramento street placed far back from the street substantially built of stone and steel and tile it had seemed fit to withstand any attack it seemed indeed that if it could not be saved there was no hope of saving anything that lay beyond at last the firefighters valiant desperate determined to the end began to lose heart and were ready to admit defeat for two days they had fought and during all that time the best that they could do was pygmy play to the flames there had been an effective stand at the waterfront and a few isolated buildings had been saved the rest of the battle had spelled victory for the fire until just now the growling pack of wolf flames had been driven back with solid shot and explosives now again they were creeping back and with an ugly snarl had taken a fresh hold this state of things was not without its effect men lost their tenacity were ready to quit it seemed useless to make a fight yet the fight had to be made and then once more those who were in the battle ranged themselves in front of the fire the firemen the dynamiters the volunteers from the bystanders prepared to make a final stand at franklin street one block west of van ness the water forced through leaky hose from a mile away was not enough to save the spreckles mansion or the houses behind it on franklin street but it was sufficient to protect those on the far side of that thoroughfare down franklin went the fire and with it those who were fighting dynamiting the houses in its path protecting those across the way and striving in vain to check its advance at each cross street across sacramento street they followed it and california and pine at midnight they were at bush the firemen on duty for over forty hours reeled at their posts volunteers crowded thick around the one hose swinging it now this way now that as it was needed gradually the fire had grown weaker at last when it reached sutter street its advance was stayed the flames licked up the buildings on the north side of the street the houses on the opposite side blistered and peeled but their wide lawns and the water saved them the flames lessened and died away the city beyond was saved it was almost dawn the battle had been fought to an end the victory won and there was not a heart among all who knew that did not throb with thankfulness the men who had done it were too tired to think much about it the gratitude of the others who had seen it done was too deep for tears the tension had been so great that there was not even enough strength left for a cheer but all knew what might have been and understood while this was going on 
others fought the same fight far out in the mission in its westward sweep the fire came to dolores street a thoroughfare as wide as van ness avenue first at sixteenth then at fifteenth also then at seventeenth finally all the way out to twentieth was ablaze on the east side while men fought to save what lay to the west finally all the way out to twentieth was ablaze on the east side while men fought to save what lay to the west the struggle at the swedish church at fifteenth and dolores is typical half a block away a pool of water was found in an empty lot it was carried to the church in buckets and milk cans these were passed up to the men who were plying wet blankets and cloths on the roof and steeple and thrown down again when emptied a barn that stood near the precious water was dragged down with long ropes by many men that it might not take fire and drive out those at the pool four times the flames took hold of the roof of the church four times they were put out in the end the church was saved the fire did not cross dolores street nor did it get beyond twentieth along nineteenth were open spaces the youth's directory with its large playgrounds a house with a large garden wide lawns water had been found too on the twenty-second street hill young men and boys dragged hose lines up to the reservoir and then went back and started the engines they incited the firemen to further efforts and held up doors as shields against the heat while the streams were directed against the flames the wind too which had come from the northwest began to blow from the south by three o'clock that morning the fire was over all beyond was safe for the second time that night the pack of wolf flames was repulsed and driven back and the beginning of the end was in sight the fire was within very clearly defined bounds on three sides but what was happening on the fourth was pitiful heartbreaking by some mischance some freak or accident or some perversity of a malicious fate a tiny wisp of flame had darted upon the cornice of a house just east of van ness and across washington from the sea of fire that raged there that afternoon so tiny was it at first that a cupful of water would have sufficed to extinguish it but at the time everybody was busy with the fire at the spreckles home and along van ness avenue and it was not seen it started a conflagration that burned during two days from the far away wholesale district clear to van ness the south side of washington street was in ruins while as yet the north side was untouched by the fire nowhere in all that distance had the flames leaped its slight width but when the backfiring added all that lay near van ness to the conflagration the heat was too intense for the houses facing it to withstand the dynamiting had been stopped just the width of a street too soon one more explosion a little less confidence in a victory not yet won just this precaution and the flame that was destined like those that had sprung up in many places at once early wednesday morning to devastate many acres before its course should be run would never have started there would have been no cornice for it to fasten upon 
the light westerly wind was soon fanning the little jet of flame into a blaze that was quickly spread to the house on the east and sped down washington and back upon the other streets to vallejo gaining momentum as it raced by nine o'clock it had reached the scattered houses of russian hill an ultra-fashionable district stretching northwest from knob hill to the bay here there was a hand-to-hand -hand encounter between the flames and the people there was not much to work with just a little water stored in bathtubs and pails just a little wet sand thrown on a smoking roof or a mop laid on an igniting window-sill just a sizzling stream of soda-water from a siphon just a bottle of wine converted into a hand-grenade in their desperate strait they used anything once a boy threw mud from the street at a flame and smothered it again a sack of flour was scattered over the burning portion of a roof men hastily nailed cleats onto roofs that they might climb gables with greater ease and safety with this precarious footing they worked on heedless of danger intent only on saving their homes unerring of foot they climbed to pinnacles that yesterday they would have trembled to think of it was a time for the testing of men's strength vacant lots houses set down in the midst of gardens and men who worked like maniacs were the salvation of many of the elegant homes on the hill many were saved too only to burn on the following day with inconceivable rapidity the fire sped down the eastern slope of russian hill and into the close-built valley between there and telegraph hill racing most rapidly eastward along washington street and spreading northward also as it hurried along the little wisp of flame had become a roaring conflagration that crossed vallejo street four blocks north of washington five blocks abreast by sunrise friday morning it was working up the steep slope of telegraph hill on one side and back upon russian hill on the other while in between it tore its way through the north beach district toward the bay the italian settlement was on telegraph hill broadway at the base of the southern slope bristled with the unpronounceable names of restaurants and wine shops and hotels it was quite as famous in its way as chinatown and no visitor to the city had completed his rounds until he had been to dinner at one of its many restaurants on montgomery avenue running obliquely across its western base was st francis church oldest in the city after the mission dolores all friday morning the south and west slopes burned on the heights the houses were hung with blankets saturated in casks of wine real dago red and many were saved by such primitive methods also were the flames stopped at montgomery street just west of the precipice that forms the east face of the hill a fringe of houses lonely and desolate tops the bluff all that remains of san francisco's little italy to the south lies a strip of level country the fire of wednesday had passed it by but its destruction though long deferred was effected at last by the conflagration which had sprung from that rapacious little flame at van ness and washington since wednesday empty whiskey barrels had been taken from a wholesale liquor house on jackson street 
to the new custom-house excavation nearby, and filled with water. The part they played in the fight against the flames is best shown by the block between Washington and Jackson, and Sansome and Battery, which came out of the fire unscathed. During the early morning, too, the fire had raged through the densely built houses of the North Beach district. It was a second south of market in its manner of construction, and in the manner of its burning. The people who still remained there, sleeping, many of them, in fancied security, found themselves suddenly cut off from retreat by the fire which swept upon them from Russian Hill and Telegraph Hill and through the valley between. On three sides was the fire. On the fourth was the bay. They made their way to the beach, and were taken off in small boats sent to their rescue, and through the city ran the grim report that thousands unable to escape had been burned to death. At the great open spaces near the bay the fire stopped. There was nothing within reach that could burn. It had dwindled down to the matter of a few scattered fires at the base of Russian Hill. Long lines of hose brought water from the bay to quench them. At last the end, the real final end of the fire, seemed at hand. Over near Van Ness Avenue a little remnant of the fire was still playing along Green Street, just at the west of Russian Hill. Green Street at this time, like Washington Street a day before, was the boundary of the fire. All to the south was destroyed, all to the north intact. That it was such a boundary was due to the splendid work of a little band of residents of the district, who had followed the fire eastward as it burned, struggling to save, each in turn, the houses that were threatened. By Friday noon their work was done. But just then, at Green and Van Ness, a house was dynamited by the soldiery to make sure that by no chance the fire should cross the avenue and endanger the western addition again. But out of the dynamited building, a chemical warehouse, burst another great fire, which started back toward North Beach. This was at noon Friday. All afternoon it burned, sending up great clouds of smoke, and causing consternation everywhere, as rumors spread that the western edition was ablaze. And all night, sweeping over and around Russian Hill, and down to the district at its foot, finding much of its fuel in the very houses that had been saved overnight. Through Saturday morning it burned among the iron foundries and great lumber yards that covered many acres. The havoc was complete, as everywhere, but was worked at a very slow, almost methodical pace. One might almost think it was premeditated. Lumber in piles does not make the best food for flames. Gradually the fire bore down upon the immense oil tanks near the point of the peninsula, where seas of crude or refined oils were stored. During all the days of the conflagration there was no more spectacular and impressive sight than the burning of those tanks, with the blood-red flames leaping high into the dense black smoke. By mid-afternoon, on Saturday, the fire had fairly rounded the peninsula. A long grain shed, setting out over the water, piled high with wheat from the Sacramento and San Joaquin valleys, was burned, 
once more the waterfront was menaced more seriously now than at any time during the conflagration before the fire had never come nearer than the far side of east street two hundred feet away now it was among the wharves themselves two miles of waterfront seemed fated at last to go two miles of docks and freight sheds and steam and sailing vessels moored defenceless the very foundation of the city's prosperity the reason of its being were in jeopardy of extinction for hope was ebbing among the men who had fought against an overwhelming calamity through four days the voice of their despair whispered what's the use finally the sailors and soldiers and firemen and citizens worn out as they were made a stand at pier twenty seven the northernmost pier on the front this was the last fight of the conflagration and when it was ended the desperate men knew at last that victory the final victory was theirs it was all over the fire that had raged for four days with all the odds of the battle on its side had been completely conquered over twenty-five hundred acres nearly half a thousand blocks lay in ruins yet on all sides the fire had been turned back from houses and buildings that were no different from all the rest end of section six